Oh, okay, so we're holding on page 215. Starting with the paragraph, This is a very uh, interesting situation. Let's say somebody does tshuva, and they go back to their ways. They fall off the, they call it going off the derech, right? The person has did tshuva, and then he goes back to all his, uh, his bad actions. Even if a person would do that again and again and again. So it sounds like really extreme, like you, went, you did tshuva, and then you, you went off of that. No, this is us. This is literally a, a, a regular, normal person. How many times have we said, we're not going to do this avera, and we go back and do it again? We're not going to speak Lashon Hara, and we find ourselves doing it again. We find ourselves not, you know, all the different challenges of life. We have constantly are finding ourselves back to square one sometimes. So you can start, you can start to get a little bit jaded. You know what jaded means? You start feeling a little bit like, eh, it's not worth it. I tried that a million times before. You know, it's, it's one of the worst things. My wife and I are Shadchanim. We meet with older boys. And, you know, the, the geschmack of Shadduchim is that you feel finally for the first time in your life, people want you. you know, does it feel good when you're, when you're a bacher? There's nothing better than for a bacher than the first month he's in Shadduchim. It's the best. You know why? Getting calls left and right. Your mother's telling you, oh, this person's looking into you, that person's looking into you. Like the classic situation, right? Or you hear this shit, that shit. You know what the worst period is? A bucker two months at the shit. <laughs> All right, what do I mean? Because now that he's already gone through how many girls in a month, right? Let's say he's, he went out with a couple of girls, two, three girls. He got excited. He says, oh, this is it, mamish. He, she goes out three, four, five times with the girls, really work. And then all of a sudden, he gets rejection or he has to reject. And then it's like two months in, oh, you, this, guy, this friend got engaged and that friend got engaged and this person's getting married. And that, you slowly lose the excitement. You get jaded. So this is a natural part of life, getting jaded about things. When someone does tshuva, they feel like they really are holding in a good place right now. They're really taking care of themselves. They're really working. They're doing everything they need to do. And then they keep falling. The person loses their sense of excitement, their sense of happiness, their sense of excitement about how to challenge and take on a new challenge. How does a person retain that sense of excitement, that sense of, of ability to succeed? How does a person do it? Says the Sadiq, I feel even if you did it so many times where you fell off the derech, you made a mistake, you fell off the path. A person is always able to do tshuva. That is interesting. A person has to do tshuva. But it's, but it's not just that you can always do tshuva because you did that before. What's the difference than the previous times? Says the Sadiqim, I'll tell you why. The very thing which excites you about being new in the parish of Shadduchim, about new starting off something, a, a new job, a new idea, a new challenge, is because it's, the word is new. But if you keep doing it, there's nothing new about it. So it says the Orchah Zedikim, you have to add in one element of newness. You have to add in, You have to find a little more of a, what they call in Yiddish, a knej. You have to find a little, one little turn, one little, one little twist to add over here and there. To make it that it's not the same thing again. Because the truth is, that's what happens. If something doesn't feel new to us, we don't feel a, a, an oomph to continue further. Someone who was a rush his entire life and didn't did tshuva. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will receive your tshuva. Not just that. If a person does tshuva, it's not just that it becomes that you, did, you made a mistake. You made a mistake. Rather, it becomes a schos. Someone does tshuva from love. 
Zdoinus Nasus like his Chos Mira. Zdoinus Nasus like Kishkagos. If you do it from Mira, it becomes only like you made a mistake. If you do it from Ava, it becomes a real internal connection. We spoke about this before once, which is in terms of a relationship. There's many ways that you can repair. The term that they use in, 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 in marital therapy is called repair. How do you repair? You have to find a way that, it's, that, it's, that the mistake or the frustration, the difficulty that you had becomes a siba of connection. It becomes an inherently an opportunity for connection. How? Through being honest, being open, learning how to do better for the future, having strong communication. It can't just be, okay, we got into a fight, now let's go, uh, let's go distract ourselves and you know, order, order, order a piece of pizza. You're not creating a repair. That's not repairment. That's called distraction, which sometimes people in life need distraction. That's okay, right? That people need distraction. But that's not called repair. Repair is where you're building on top of the frustration, on top of the difficulty, and using, if anything, using the difficulty as a connection. It's like you had a question. So it's a great question. I can only tell you what I've seen from my Rebbeim, which is it needs to come from love. Because oftentimes when a kid is doing that, they're expressing something deeper. We can't, the, the, the term that we, that, we, that we use too often is that we use behavior as, a, as, as the, as, oh, this person's doing that, they must be not from. That's not the shot. They're doing this because there's something internally underneath it that's causing them to do that. You have to use the behavior as a window. You have to say, ah, the reason why they're acting that way is because there's something obviously going on underneath and the person wouldn't, doesn't want to do that. Well, your child, for, for sure, when it gets to a certain age, 14, 15 years old, the child's already trying to start to develop and define their own, ad, their own uh, identity. So what they'll do is the same way my three-year-old son, you know, now he's five, but his birthday actually is today, but my, a three-year-old son or a two-year-old son is trying to push the envelope because it's a new concept to them, the idea that they can do something and it bothers you. So they're like, they're, because for the, for the first two years of their life, they have no conception of something outside of themselves. So they start realizing, wait a minute, hey, when I do something, it really ticks my father off. And he enjoys it. It's like pressing a, bu- pressing a button where the light turns on. He enjoys it. So he starts doing it because he wants to see more. A child, when they're developing their, ad- their identity in teenage years, they're, ide- they're starting to get their own conception of values. So what you need to do, as I'm not you, I'm not you, but if a person who's in that position, in that situation, needs to show that you love them no matter what. And that's funny, you say, well, I can't accept that. I can't accept that action. You're not accepting the action. You're accepting themselves. And that person oh, slowly, slowly will get to a point, will understand that, oh, I see clearly that if I act that way, they're not gonna reject me. I don't have to, I don't have to develop my own sense of identity because I know I see that my, the love of my father is my identity. You hear? That's true, but you're not gonna, let, let, me, let me turn it the other way around. Let's say you would say, no, no short, no short skirts. Finished, done, nothing to talk about. You throw your whole wardrobe out. You throw your whole, what, what, what do you think is gonna happen? They're, at this point, at this age, they've already developed an idea of money, right? They can steal, they can go, they, they can borrow from friends. You can't control that. They're not little children anymore where if my child is taking water and splashing on the floor, what do I do? I could take him physically and move him. 
I can move it. But you can't do that when he gets to 15 years old. He slaps back, right? <laughs> so like, at a certain point, you need to learn that that's not the expression of, of how we're supposed to deal with our kids. This is, this is more negate to Parshas Chukas, but that's one of the tainas ki'ilu. Bedakidakas, on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, what was the issue with Moshe Rabbeinu is hitting the rock versus speaking to the rock. Because Hashem wanted to teach Kali Yisrael that at that point, you're maturing in your understanding of Yiddishkeit. You're maturing as Jews. So it means you can't just be told, do this and or else you get hit. Because that doesn't work. It doesn't work long term. It doesn't. You can't hit your kid when he's 22 years old. He hits back. So what do you do? You learn how to talk to them and have open communication. And that's what they still wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to do, to speak to the rock rather than hitting the rock. Shkoyach, you can hit the rock. You know, the Rashi says over there, the reason why Hashem was upset at Moshe is because since it was an opportunity to be Makadesh Shem Shemaim, to show a kid Shem Shemaim, that just like an inanimate object does the Ratz Hashem, so too we do the Ratz Hashem. So understand, is hitting the rock and water coming out of a rock any less miraculous than talking to the rock and having water come out of it? No. Seemingly, it accomplishes the same idea. You can still make the Kavachoymer. That, oh, wow, if, if the, the nature listens, listens to Hashem, we should also listen to Hashem. Yeah, it's the same idea, but it's not, because it's hitting. And if the, the, what causes the, the following, falling in line and listening to the parent is hitting, that's not a Mahalach. I'm not saying a, a, there's no Malcolm for a parent to have any, like, a situation where to hit your kids. I know a God of Israel, his name is Victor Nevinsal. You know Victor Nevinsal? Chief Rabbi of the Old City? His son is one of very close, a very close uh, Talmud of him. I, was, I learned Bechavrusa for many years with him. And he told me that his father only hit him twice in his life. Twice in his life. Where he crossed the street without permission, obviously. His father took him and gave him a patch. And another time when he took an iron and put it, up, and put it like down and it would have caused a fire. He says, every other time my father never hit me. Now how vai I should be able to get up to Shemaim and say that. It's not true. I've hit my son for slightly less worse things. And obviously it's something that you have to do with a chajman and smartly, and it can't be done. I'm not saying there is no makum for a parent to instill that level of, uh, of, of discipline, but that should absolutely not be your modus operandi because it doesn't work as they get older in life. So to say to the daughter, no clothing, no, okay, no more, then taka should go out with her no clothing. Okay, you understand what that means. She won't, you, you, you have to learn how to express and to communicate. Exactly, because it's only gonna become a power struggle. And you're not, you don't accomplish anything. It needs to be done with understanding, with love. You could have a conversation with them being like, listen, I see you're, you're, you're choosing to do something differently. I want to understand why. What they call, be curious. Be curious. Why are you doing this? Is there, is there something bothering you? Do you feel not accepted? Do you feel not loved? Do you think that, do you think mommy and daddy will, 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 will be ain't? You're right. But they hear, but they hear it. You're planting seeds in their mind that in two weeks from now, they may come back to you and say, yeah, mommy, yeah, daddy, that's why I'm doing it. Or I, I feel funny, or I don't like this clothing, it's hot on me. So you can say, oh, it's too hot. Okay, so let's figure out a different way where we can have a balance and an approach. All right, it takes time. Right, okay. Mir Sashem, Mir Sashem. Okay, so let's continue a little bit further, and then we'll, then we'll have to start uh, for a Seder. Okay. For those that don't have a chilek l'mhaba, and have judged to go to Gehenim, for many, many generations, whatever in the world that means, there's only people who have died in their wickedness, meaning to say they did not do their job to work on themselves prior, or even if they didn't do vidoy, 
We know the halacha is that someone who does vidu alamita, right? Someone who's about to pass away and does vidu, then that's called real tshuva. That's called real tshuva. Avali master tshuva, some did tshuva. Ilacha dover shoim b'pnei balei tshuva. There's nothing that stands before a balei tshuva. Don't a person should never think to himself. Since I've caused, since I have sinned and have caused others to sin, it's not possible for me to do tshuva. And a person lets go of the concept of doing tshuva. It says, "Afilo Yeravam benavat." Who was Yeravam? Who was Yeravam? Was he a nice guy or was he a bad guy? Oh, he was a bad dude. He was a bad man. Can you imagine his own personal negia not to be shown up that he's not a Melch of Israel? He killed other Jews. He put up, he was he, he was mocked to them to do Avodah He blocked them to do Aliyah Larego. Can you imagine? We're not talking about them. None of his sons married to have a proper burial. Only one son. Oh. He sinned and he caused others to sin. You can still do tshuva. Right? It's interesting. You know, there's a famous word from the altar of Navardik, where it says, you know, the famous Gemara that says that Hashem came to Yeravim and said, Yeravim, don't, like, don't stop. Like, don't stop what you're doing. Atta Toshuv, do tshuva now. And if you stop now, Atta Ubenisha You and David Amelech will walk with me in Gan Eden. So, so the Medrash responds that Yeravim asked Hashem, okay, fine, but who, but Mi'e Barosh, who's going to be in front? You know the Medrash? Mi'e Barosh, who's going to walk in front? Gemara is quoting a medrash, right? So, like, so the Gemara says, right? So the Gemara says, Hashem responded, uh, who's going to be first? Ben Yishai Yibarosh. Right? Ben David Yibarosh. Ben Yishai Yibarosh. David Melch will be in front. Says, ah, if that's the case, I don't want it. So the Alt of Nevardik actually is Madaiic in, in, uh, in this story, which is, how did Hashem first say it to your album? You, know, you noticed? He says, Ata u Ben Yishai Talit it sounds like actually Hashem initially told him that you're going to be in front. So why is Yeravim asking it again? Because he knew he was in front, but he, he, he wanted to hear it again. He wanted to hear, oh, who's in front again? Ah, who's in front again? I want to make sure. What is it? Ah. Hashem said, ah, if that's the case, because to be is such a balgaiva, to be somewhere where that is your modus operandi, what you do is how you do it because you just simply want to get covered and have your own personal self aggrandizement, it doesn't go anywhere. Just going back to your, to your question earlier, when we're trying to get our children to do something, it's very important to understand are you putting your agenda in front? Is it that you want her to do something or you're doing it for her betterment? Right. Now, you can say, what do you mean? Of course I'm doing it for a betterment. But you have to be honest with yourself. How is it coming off? How are you, how are you presenting in this situation? How are you presenting your, your discussion where it's like... The problem is, this child may influence other children in the house. You know, they have younger daughters. You know, there's a story with, with uh, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, or Gershon Edelstein. Just, you know, I heard this after, he, after the, the Patira, where a story came to him. Where a, where a father came to him and said, my daughter is going off to Derech, and I don't want to kick her out of the house entirely. I don't want to kick her out of the house. So what I did was, oh, he's like, and the, the father was like acting like such a tzaddik. Uh, what I did was, I, I took out extra money to rent an apartment not so far from her house, and she could still be able in, in, to be living in our neighborhood, to still come to us, to live in our home, basically, but she'll sleep somewhere else so she doesn't affect the other children. So Gershon asked, and what about your other kids? How are they doing? He says, oh, Baruch Hashem, they're doing very well. My two boys are learning very well, and my daughter is doing very, very happy with Yiddish Kaiser, everything. 
So Gershon said, so kick them out of the house, put them in the apartment, and take your daughter that's struggling and let her live at home. Why? She's the one that needs it most. She's the one that needs a relationship with her parents the strongest. The other kids can handle it. The other kids clearly, Baruch Hashem, don't have the challenges that she has. But we have it all hafuk. We have it, no, no. That is the one that we push away and like slightly keep connected. And the ones that are very, very well, we keep, in, we keep at home. No. You have, to put your, you have to put your energy and your kachas into the one that needs it. Not the one that doesn't need it. So the question isn't, oh, how can it affect the other kids? How, how can we help this one child? So, and the other kids will see how much the parents are putting in, in, in the effort and the love. It needs to be built on love and appreciation. Wow.